up citizens, it's Vincent Jones, aka Citizen Jones here with another episode of Quarantine and Chill, a daily podcast where we talk to LGBTQ people from around the world, learning more about their story and how they are experiencing the coronavirus pandemic, or what I affectionately call the zombie apocalypse. So grab a drink with or without alcohol and tag a few friends on the socials to join you for this kiki. And let's quarantine and chill. You know you can't go nowhere. Hell no. Hello there, Leon. I should say, ni hao ma, and um, Leon in China. Hi. Good day, I'm Vincent. Uh, thank you for having me for the interview. And I'm so glad we can talk during the special time. Yes, likewise. I know I definitely want to make sure I had um, an amazing queer from China um, to um, to get um, get your perspective. But before we get all into it, um, let's can you share a little bit about because you're from Shanghai, right? Yes, I I'm Shanghainese, uh-huh. and I moved to Beijing when I was nineteen, uh-huh. and I lived there about twenty two years. Okay, and I just moved back to Shanghai last May. Got you. So can you share a little bit about what Shanghai is like and what the gay life is like there in particular? Shanghai is like New York or Hong Kong or London. You would not say that it is a city of China. It's, you, you would call it an international city. Gotcha. Right. So people who has impression about wow, China is great. Actually, yeah, Shanghai is great, you would say. You would not say China is great. But I'm in Chengdu, as I told you before. Um, it's quite interesting. You enter the Chengdu, even for me, like living the like uh, the, the mega cities for for many years. Yeah. You just, oh, this is China. Where I live is not China. It's just an international, you know, city. Uh, and what's and, the, what makes it different between China and international, in your opinion? Well, I think seriously, I like use comparisons when I was described by China. Uh, Shanghai is like New York. Okay. Right, but New York doesn't re- represent the, the entire United States. I got you. So it's a very modern, you know, uh, 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 diversity, you know, uh, multiculture. You know, you can see all kinds of people. But in Chengdu, is Chengdu is also is a is we also call it a first tier city in China. Got you. But it's you still can see that very traditional things the way the people engage with you you use they use local dialect is it legal for gays to get married i don't think we will have a legal uh sex uh, same sex same sex marriage we we will not say it's illegal but we will not call it legal gotcha mm-hmm. yeah something in between like many friends of mine ask ask me are you out of the closet to your parents i said that doesn't matter because in my culture, uh, we have to use, we have to respect our parents. They born in the very old generation, like like old time. So they don't accept it, but they accept me as their son. They love me. That is more important. Um, we have impression to say, you can see a shadow behind the curtain, but you don't really need to know what's going on. And it's my it's my thing and I don't need anyone to er- else to bury my burdens right so and I'm, I don't I have burdens I love that saying there's a shadow behind the curtain but you end up telling me that's a very poetic I love it yeah you don't really need to other people uh, your parents they love with all conditions and uh, I have a great relationship with my parents mm-hmm. I love I love them to death yeah so it's it's it's, it's amazing and they're and so I know so are there they're they're like kind of gay bars and organizations yes. and that kind of stuff there too. Many friends of mine um, they they use blue day, and um, it's similar to um, a grander. It's uh-huh. like Chinese version grander, but they also provide a, a kind of like uh, um, psychological consultancy, and also they also offer uh, HIV or health test, and all, uh, they also in China, Shanghai, different. Mainly, I'm talking about major cities. They right. have LGBTQ support groups. So in Shanghai, yesterday, I just popped, I just saw um, uh, uh, kind of like your WhatsApp, but we call it WeChat. 
Right. You might have heard about uh, WeChat in the group. They said that there is still a Shanghai pride because we are kind of solid in the end of this year. This year, but this not in, not in on the street, in the op- huge open space. Gotcha. So it'll be so there won't be a parade in the street, but there will be like a pride of celebration. Yes, in a big open space. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. whatever I said, don't ask. I was in the. I lived in Australia. I lived in Paris. I lived in in Switzerland. You know, right. many other places before. Right. Of course, I love the pride. You know, I think it's great. But this is China, and if we do it. The exactly same like any other countries. I think it's quite boring. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, we need a little diversity in how we do pride, and maybe that's something that will happen after this moment because all these places are not doing pride, and I think it's making them really think about what does pride mean and what is the and what is the best way to do pride for that city. So it won't just be the same parade festival. I mean, people after this year, people might do different things going forward. I think it, no. I think it will take years. How many years are you fighting for your gay right, same-sex right in United States? No matter in any other countries. In China, we just opened our door to the entire world in early, uh, no, in late seventy or early eighties. Right. right. So we developed very fast. After next, Something, yeah. One hand, we can develop very fast, but culturally, especially from you know traditional perspective, I. So, of course, I wish we could have pride tomorrow, but I also believe the natural involvement, development, people slowly accepting the same sex, right. marry. You know, so we're not in the rush. For me, I'm not in the rush. What, so I studied Chinese in college um, just for a year. So don't try. Oh, to, did you? Don't, 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 try to, don't try to test me because all I can remember is a song like Sanjur La Home, Sanjur La Home, Pada Hong I remember that and say my name and a bunch of other little phrases. But I remember that about the culture and Chinese culture is really much about not really sticking, um, sticking out, kind of really being one among many. So I can imagine that's part of the challenge that um, the uh, Chinese culture and society about um, gay rights and, and, and being queer, because it's not about being individual, but being part of the whole. And uh, you know TikTok, right? Oh, I uh, do, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, somehow Chinese TikTok is not connected with uh, uh, Western TikTok. Even in Thailand, I cannot access. I only can use Chinese version TikTok. But a lot of gay couples they showing their private life on TikTok. And of course, there's a lot of criticism, a lot of encourage, a lot of compliment. So you know, I think that is already amazing. People allowedly allowed to talk about uh, to show their private life especially for gay couple lesbian couple yeah uh, uh, actually online is it's like on public right 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 yeah no it's fascinating so so basically so you're saying so the so chinese gay couples in china they will share their own private lives on tiktok but outside of china no one can access that version of tiktok Yes. Uh, for example, if I want to uh, search your account, uh, your ID on TikTok, on my right. Chinese version of TikTok, I don't think... Right. No, no, no. But even though TikTok is a Chinese company? Correct. And Granda is also a Chinese company. Correct, correct, yeah. And the American government is also talking about security. Yeah. Yeah, I worry. Uh, I, I understand what they are concerned, but uh, different culture, different policies, and a lot of things... For me, I I just don't think we can understand. Right. But, uh, yeah. No. It, it's a, it's a it, no, it's a it's a fascinating place. And I wanted to, I like to start off asking people a little bit about where they are and what what gay life is like there because you know it's a my goal is to really capture global perspectives and the global queer experience and not everybody has been to China or is familiar with China or is familiar with Bangkok or we're here or there or wherever else. So I think it's good to say, well, just to, just to share one person's perspective of life there before we get into hot topics. You ready for some hot topics? Oh, that's hot. Go ahead. Okay. So one thing in the news um, that is big in news here in the U.S., I'd be curious in your perspective from the Chinese point of view. Um, <laughs> I mean, now that you're speaking for all 
1.3 billion Chinese people, but uh, but but one one Chinese person's perspective. So there's a lot of talk about the World Health Organization, and yes. you know our illustrious president um, in the U.S. wants to pull out, but it seems to be mostly a ploy to try to suggest that the Chinese government has manipulated it to be able to um, kind of um, hide their culpability for the coronavirus um, outbreak uh, or pandemic. I'm just curious, how is Trump's actions with regard to the World Health Organization in general, in particular, but also the World Health Organization in general perceived by um, Chinese people um, or that, that or and, What's your perspective on that issue? Well, actually, your question is quite big. Okay, so we have time. Yeah. Um, we sense that something. We sense that something was wrong in the middle of January, like in general, in public. So something, we was, wrong the, something was wrong with within China for the coronavirus or at the World Health Organization. Uh, in China, in January, mm-hmm. yeah, we just we just in public we sense something wrong. So, because I when I was in Beijing in two thousand, I can't remember two thousand six or uh, no two thousand four or two thousand five. Can't remember. We had a SARS, right? So we follow our government uh, uh, regulation and uh, temporary uh, ban. Just say stay at home, wear mask. Do your sanitation at home by yourself. Try to not engage with people. So we, I had that kind of experience. So I just told my all my friends. I said, "There's something wrong. A lot of people have a fruit, a flu, and we shouldn't, you know, uh, get the the flu. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going on. But we start. We, we have the cautious, like we need to protect ourselves. So that was during uh, just right before the China New Year started, right. Actually, just actually, the New Year started, which has hurt like two days ago. They said, "Okay, the Hubei province has been like Wuhan has locked down first, and Hubei, and then we realized something was wow. It's no and Wuhan is in Hubei province. It's capital of uh, the capital of Hubei province. Gotcha. Okay." It's so like uh, are you saying, are you saying, yeah. so, so. So two days before Chinese New Year started, it was reported that Wuhan and then the province was locked down, basically. Yes, gotcha. but but in the public news, our government, central government, has already sent um, a medical uh, team uh, expert to 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 Wuhan to 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 check, say what's going on. Right. Yeah, it's like SARS. We. We are finding ways. We were finding ways an enemy which we don't know what it looked like. Right. It's like you're fighting with your invisible enemy. Like, right. yeah. So it was, it was really scary. It was really. I told my even my parents say like they have never ever experienced something like that before. Wow. So and it was scarier than SARS or any of the other pandemics that might have infected. Yes. Really, when SARS when SARS happened, I was like, oh no, because I was still organizing kind of like a a a, a, sh- uh, a performing sh- uh, dancing show uh, launching event. Of course, finally we are spontaneously we said, okay, cancel cancel it. You know, we don't need we don't want people get uh, trouble because of. Uh, because they're attending that event in 2004, right. 2005. Right. So we, we, we just, uh, we cancel it. But this time, we just feel like it's something far beyond our uh, like imaginations. Right. Like our, so we just, and our government said, everybody have to stay at home. And uh, everybody should wear the mask. So that's why I put all my strings. So me and my few, uh, few friends of mine, uh, of my, we try to buy the mask globally. I I I ask my friends in 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 Malaysia, in Singapore, in Canada, in Switzerland, in Germany. I say, guys, no 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 matter because we try to support our medical uh, team in Hubei. Right. So you in, were trying to buy masks to be able to send over to them. Yes. Got yes. Gotcha. We don't have masks. We don't have masks because we stay at home. As long right. as you don't have fever and symptoms, that means you're okay. 
Right. But as a citizen, as a people of living China, we should do whatever we can to support our medical team. Right. Who was there? And so, before we get deeper in that, so so I want to go back to the question though about the World Health Organization, and and so World Organization. Okay, sorry. Um, it's kind of disappointed. Yeah. So so, so, uh, so that you were disappointed. The, you and many of your peers are are disappointed in them. Yes, um, I think the entire Chinese people, we need a solidarity more than more than any time before. Mm-hmm. You know, we. We want we want to see a leadership, a real leadership. Mm-hmm. We don't want American business done because we know the globalization link our two countries together. Right. Only us can be stronger. We can lead the entire world. We are not trying to, from a Chinese perspective, I don't think we are trying to replace America as a number one, as a, you know the the big brother mm-hmm. for the entire world. But this is not about who is the biggest, who is the secondest, sec- in the secondary place. It's about solidarity. It's right. about work together. And uh, no matter what issues, okay? Um, I believe every families. I watch a lot of American TV drama show. <laughs> I believe each family have their own secret. Oh, dirt. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right? So is this time? To talk about dirt, point the fingers to each other. I'm not just the American. I'm also mm-hmm. talking about Chinese. But it's not time. But I think we really need to support WHO. Okay, we need to support developing countries, African countries. Even some countries are really even poor than Africa. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of kids' life are in the risk. Right. Why? But... Uh, again, we don't understand politics. We don't understand politicians. It's just like oh, because you don't have them in this way that we do. Um, but we don't. Uh, mind your kind of sort of from my, you know, I live uh, uh, right, abroad. Yeah, live, right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really um, uh, uh, admire your uh, your democracy mm-hmm. uh, and also and uh, your freedom. Without life, we don't have freedom. We don't have democracy. For now, everything can stay after the people's health. Okay. We can criticize the WHO. We can criticize. But China acting, I'm not defending a Chinese government. But the thing is, the Hubei, the, the, the former leader of Hubei province wasn't acting good. So our government take them down immediately. Mm. I didn't know that. So basically, so because they weren't taking it, they weren't responding. That person was not responding um, appropriately. So the so the Chinese president basically said, "Okay, you guys are we're we're taking over. We're coming in. We're going to handle it." Basically, yeah. If the the virus leak from 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 the from the lab, but why we leak? Why Chinese people are also dying? Why yeah. the, the right. that that doesn't make sense? We will we lock entire country. Mm-hmm. So we are not ready, no any other country ready for this sacrifice. Right. For, for example. And uh, we need really need to support the WHO and other organizations. Yeah. So 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 it seems like from your what, what I'm hearing you say is that um th- like a lot of Chinese people basically took this very, very seriously, more so than any other pandemic that happened before. And um, was was expecting for there to be global international leadership and collaboration. And the WHO is really the body for that. So when Trump was talking about, we're going to pull out of it, it's like, why would you do that at this point in time? We can fight about whatever issues we have later on, but right now we have to save lives. That, that That's what I'm hearing from you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know it's difficult. Like, see... In the intercom, I'm staying in intercom Chengdu. I have mask everywhere. Okay, yeah. even yeah. when we walk in the corridor, we wear the mask. Right. I know. I hate with mask. Right. But for other people's benefits, health, you I have mask. to. Do it. Yeah. I have to do it. Okay. We check people everywhere. Go to the mall. Go to the shopping uh, center. Go to the the supermarket. Right. Everywhere we check. Yeah. So we've been locking it down. Uh, locked at at home. Over. Two months and two weeks. Yeah, same here. Same here. 
Hey there, citizens. Can you do us a solid? Can you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform or as many as you want? And give us a five-star rating. That would really help. Love you dearly. Smoochies. So the, the other big issue right now that I've been hearing with regard to China has been about African immigrants who have been discriminated against. Um, what is that all about? Well, I think discrimination is happens everywhere. But China, remember, China is a communist country. Yeah. Okay. We our, uh, our the way we manage our country is quite different. It's complete opposite mm-hmm. than America. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been to Guangzhou, which there's a lot of Af- African uh, people doing the business there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe the majority are follow the the the, the regulation, the law, but they're always. Uh, some people, including Chinese, it's not just, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the color of the skin. Right, I'm right. talking the always, and the media e- exaggerates the kind of like, enlarge the, the, of course. And even Chinese people, they try to ask from the, how does it, quarantine, central quarantine space. Right. Oh, the policemen have taken down because we cannot sacrifice the majority of people's health and life because of your own in, uh, irresponsible behavior. Right. But the situation with the African immigrants is not just, I know there was a situation where one or two um, people were violating the quarantine and happened to get infected and maybe spread to a few more people, but it is more broader than that. It's like where it seems to be that even if people were being kicked out of their apartments, um, people were being um, attacked on the streets, and it's almost it's as if the folks in Guangzhou were were, 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 were suggesting that the Africans uh, immigrants were the ones who brought it into their city. Um, so, so I'm wondering, like, is, is that? I, I believe somehow some cases are true. Yeah. I believe, yeah. But discrimination happens everywhere. Okay, correct, correct. Discrimin- it, it, it it does, but I'm, I'm curious. But in this case, do you think was that an issue? With African immigrants, were they experiencing a lot of discrimination um, prior to coronavirus in Chengdu? And then, and did this is just like the what was happening before, but we're hearing about it more now in the American media, or is this something that's like a, a, a newer occurrence specifically in this situation? I think it happened just right after the coronavirus, okay. and also we received um, a, we we also watch a lot of news. Uh, from Canada, from United States, which yeah. they discriminate Asia. I'm not talking about Chinese. I'm yeah. talking about Asian, right? Oh, so yeah. some yeah. people, yeah. some people, they don't understand. They think, oh, why? I'm Asian. I'm Chinese. So why my people has been, you know, kicked on the street, been hit on the street? So once I see some people, I will uh, 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 revenge, kind of like revenge. You know, it, it, that is possible. But you know, Guangzhou is a special place. Some district, some district, you you go there, you just like, oh, I'm in Africa. So it's really? not just but it's, oh yeah, oh, oh my god, so many African people in Guangzhou. Why and, why Guangzhou? Uh, What's special about Guangzhou? Oh, Guangzhou is one of the um, economic center in China. I oh, got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, international trade, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we do have a good relationship with African uh, countries. Correct. I right? know a lot of a lot of yeah. um, deals exactly for raw materials in exchange for building like, issue, camp and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like. issues is not just being kicked out of the, the. You know, you are talking. I'm not afraid to talk about the problems. The thing is. Uh, it's not just about uh, um, kick out of the house, being hit on the street, be, you know, punched on the on the street. Um, African male or female, they married to a Chinese uh, people. They got married. We have a lot of issues. Kids should go to local school or should go to international school. Okay, look, see a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Language, mm-hmm. okay, cultural conflicts. Okay, mm-hmm. to be honest, I think we are living in a fantastic, amazing world. Everything emerging to a new form. Yes. For, 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 for your, you, 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 I'm a Buddhist, but you, you, you're probably Christian or you have no religion, but and for God's sake, I think it's, it's amazing. Yes. It's like a drama show. There's no conflict. <laughs> there are no people want, who want to watch a like boring show. 
you know, every day. Do you want to see the conflicts? Of course. Right? Like the real, the real house, the real, the real citizens of the planet, basically. It's yeah. Like our own, exactly. A worldwide real housewife show, basically. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I just, and, and also we have, a, as I said, we have discriminations in China as well. Male, uh, female work harder than, than male, but their power are much less. I was to say their social status a little bit lower than male. However, in last five years, I have seen a lot of changes. A lot of women That's has cool. money. Well, we are not ashamed to talk about money because money is a power. Once you have a power, you have your voice, mm-hmm. right? So that is a change. In Beijing, in Shanghai, we start to organize our garbage. You know what? It happened to me once. I almost caught by a police in when I was uh, staying in Zurich because I put everything together in the garbage bin. My friends, Leon, you cannot do that. If you caught by police, you will be get fined or you were sent to jail. I said, really? But in China, we organize. I have four garbage bins, so. Yeah, so we want change. The entire world probably wants to see China's change to a good to to, to a good side, but it takes time. It takes time. So something, another, the last hot topic, and speaking about change, one change that um, we've all been seeing around the world is environmental change due to the lack of um, um, industrial activity. And, you know, we've been seeing a lot of uh, improvements in the environment. Do you think that has changed um, any of either the Chinese government or Chinese population's views around certain, uh, certain environmental regulations? I, as I said in the beginning, I live in Beijing for 22 years. I experienced from sandstorm to the heavy pollutions, you know, mm-hmm. to slowly once a while the blue sky appears until now you really see the fluffy cloud right you know in the sky so that is a change one thing i don't like western people or western media attacking our central government is like america you do have uh, White House. You do have de- uh, State Department. You do have so many layers of the body. And right. to your country, Orange County, maybe a village. Um, I'm not sure Trump's order can implement very well from the top to the bottom. No. It's same in, uh, yeah, it's the same in China. Mm-hmm. So criticize specifically, for example, Vincent, if I do have problems with you, I would say, Vincent, you do have problems. Right. I will not say, your company, you probably have 10 people in the house, your company has has a problem. I would say, Vincent, you do have a problem. Right. No, 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 I get that. I get that. And my question is not, is not about the, is the, is, is really, because I think all around the world, there has been resistance to a lot of environmental policies because we can't really see the benefits. But I think all around the world, in the US, in Europe, in Latin America, everywhere, people are starting to see, oh, wow. Because like in Los Angeles, we've had the cleanest air ever in the history of Los Angeles. Um, in India, they're able to see um, um, Mount Everest from um, far away for the first time in three decades. And in Venice, they're able to see like the bottom of the, of the Venice Canal. So all over the world, we're seeing the, um, the impact of changes in behavior. And I think, um, and, I, and I imagine that's creating some support for some more change not of course a total stop of economic activity but i'm just, but i know because china is the world's industrial powerhouse uh, right now um and 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 it's um and there's that so i wonder if there's more support among people or different levels of government for trying to find a way to be able to still have the economic and industrial um, um activity but to have a, to have some more environmental protection. I wonder at this time period, what people are seeing, like seeing the blue skies and seeing the white clouds, does that make people want to say, okay, let's we can do a little bit better now? Um, I think that's going to be our new normal. But really? you cannot you cannot um, uh, uh, evaluate. We like we, for example, like the pandemic. We don't want China China recovered 
first. We want the entire world to recover first. Right. Back to your envi uh, environmental uh, 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 concern is like question. We don't want China getting better. We want India, African countries, developing right. countries, everywhere getting better. Right. Um, so Beijing, Shanghai getting better is not enough. We need pretty much an, up to the, the village, a small village. Yeah. We need getting better. Yeah. In, I predict our government gonna claim a big news sometime this year. Just we don't have poverty in China. So even from central government, they will send a official to a small village, bring all the resources to the local, really poor farmers. They only they earn probably they used to earn let's say two thousand uh, three. Hundred US dollar per year, but we are trying to help them to make at least one thousand US dollar a year. Mm. So from so they have to change the way they behave. They are, mm. uh, they live. So th they are the way they live. The the way they behave has direct impact for the environment. Yeah, yeah. So well, so 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 the Chinese government you said one example is trying to get everyone else to chip to be able to be a part of a solution to be able to help yes. even the poorest Chinese to be able to, to improve their condition, which would in turn help the environment. You were, you were born in China, you're from, um, from um, Shanghai, but you've lived abroad. What took you abroad? I, I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not completely in the travel industry. I'm, I would say I'm in the lifestyle business sector. So travel tourism is part of my business. For example, now I'm staying as the deputy director of the uh, Tourism Authority of Thailand and uh, her residence. Yeah, in Chengdu. And um, I complete my master's course in Newcastle, Australia. Oh, wow. And uh, I... I used to, I, you know, before I moved to Australia, I visit, I, I, I joined the Mardi Gras in Sydney twice and oh, it was nice. fantastic. Of course. It's it great. You know, I had a chance to dance in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the play and uh, hang out with my friends, you know, did a lot of crazy, funny things. And uh, after I moved to Australia, it's, it's a completely different world because I, you know, I live in the big, big cities, but uh, Newcastle, they, they said it's number seven big city in Australia. Friday afternoon, when I dragged my luggage out of the terminal, I was standing at a conjunction corner. I was like, where are the people? It's completely <laughs> empty. And it was culture shock. Mm -hmm. And it was a big culture shock. I'm having, I'm having a visual. I feel like you had... <laughs> You had you were dressed very nicely. I'm I'm feeling like you might have had a scarf, like an Hermes scarf, and the bags, and like and like a, it was. You're like Hello. my remover, Hello. exactly. <laughs> my shiny shoes, everything, yes. you know. <laughs> and beside pigeons, older buildings, few people driving around. I was like, what the heck? I choose Newcastle is because I want to avoiding to engage with Chinese community. I want to improve my English, mm -hmm. no matter for writing, reading, you know, um, uh, you know, listening, everything I want to. But it was really difficult time for me. I moved seven times in four months from place to place, all back, you know, backpack place. Until all of it, my all of it in Newcastle. All in Newcastle. Mm -hmm. um, I hate it, to be honest, in the first seven months. But when I leave, in the two in last two days, I tried basically morning uh, breakfast. I cried once, lunch I cried, dinner I cried. In the night, dessert probably I cried again because yeah. I I told myself if you go to abroad, speak English, know the local culture, engage with local communicating, talk, suck, and eat like locals. Yeah. We call the bogan. Just live like a farmer. Yeah. So I feel so great. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. So I consider Australia is a home. I love it. I love it. And so then, and you came back to China. Uh, no, after that, I went, I was in, in, in France for six months because I was dating with a guy from, uh, from France for yeah. six months. At UK for six months, on and off in Switzerland. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're an international man of mystery. So the, so the lifestyle business, so what does that mean exactly? What do you do? 
I was a musician in huh? the ministry. Uh, I I was in the ministry for 14 days. That's the reason I went to Beijing. For 14 days? Oh, sorry, sorry for, for 14 years. Okay, I was like, 14 days, okay. Uh, sorry, 14 years. Yeah. And I played trumpet. And uh, in 2006, I left the ministry. And uh, before that, I was dating with a guy from the United States, from the Ogilvy. And I had a chance to go to all kinds of events. I was just fascinated about the business. So I was like, okay, okay, I need to get into that business. So I started from events, you know, PR and marketing, and now integrated marketing communication for myself. So for me, People, you cannot just do specific. For me, I cannot just do a specific uh, thing, uh, like like you and uh, my friends Sandy Chai. The other day, you were talking with him. Uh, do uh, hospitality. I would like to integrate everything in one platform. Right. So no, I understand. I get I'm it. not I expert totally like it. you. I totally yeah, get it. I'm not. I'm not. A expert like you are saying in trouble on hospitality. I know a little bit of everything and I'm able to get everything on one platform and make it an order in right. order and benefits different sections. Right. Yes. No, I totally get that makes sense. No, because I I'm very similar. You know, I've I personally I've worked in publishing, I've worked in um I've run a business. I mean I run a business now, but I run a different business. I've run Worked in philanthropy, worked in politics, worked in stuff. I kind of, I know a lot about a lot of things. I know people, a wide variety of people, and I feel like yeah. gives a more well-rounded perspective. And ultimately, like we, I feel like traveling is not about getting on a plane and going to somewhere. It's about the experience you have from beginning to end. It's like what yeah. you're eating, the outfit you're wearing while you're doing certain things, like the when you like the the place you stay, like the the history of the things. Like it, it's a it, it is like a, it's a multifaceted. And if you're only a very narrow minded, you won't fully get to um, appreciate and be able to provide services for all those people. Yeah, travel um, a good lifestyle and uh a sophisticated traveler must have a very open-minded. Open-minded means you are able to embrace different things. You may not be able to adopt that, but you are able to allow and appreciate because exactly. we are different. Exactly. So question for you, so how has the coronavirus affected your business? Oh, like many other businesses, we are suffering. But the lucky, luckily, I do have a good team. I'm, I'm trying to stay very positively. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are surviving and slowly our business is picking up. And we do a lot in China. We do pretty much everything online. That's the reason we're able to uh, get uh, like through the pandemic uh, went through the, the pandemic uh, uh, difficulties very fast because we do have a good infrastructure. And one thing I, I, I think Trump is great is focus on your infrastructure development because that benefits the entire community. Well, I think that's great. So that's why we have been um, in China, in the, in the village, you can get whatever you want. You're shopping online. So that's why we're selling the hotel rooms online. We sell toothpaste. We sell um, jewelries. We sell pretty much everything. Because for, for me, my my company is not just promoting the business, promoting the brand. Right. We're also promoting the product and sell the product. Right. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. right. So it's fully integrated. Yes. And you said that the, um, the Chinese kind of Chinese, um, China's open, basically. Like you contain coronavirus and people are able to go out and about as if it were prior to the pandemic or is it a little bit modified? Domestic travel are still quite uh, low. Mm-hmm. The volume is quite low. But within the city, um, you can seriously almost pack. So, gosh, so you can go to restaurants, you can go to movies, yeah. you can do every get on the sub the subways, everything. Go to church. Yes, because once if an individual case is funded, that that all the uh, people who in, engage with the the patient, 
they must be locked in a certain facilities, not not a bad facility like hospital right. to right. get a, a treatment. And uh, our life has moved on, so we cannot uh, like been locked in the city for uh, in the in the house for forever, like the right, animals. Right, 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 yeah. right. Am I allowed to ask you a question? I know it's, oh, it's sure, sure, yeah. Um, tell me why it's so difficult for American some American people to wear the masks. So I think the issue is political. The issue is that um, Trump has made it into a political thing. And there's even a Republican governor of a state in the U.S. who said, listen, people, let's not make this into part of the cultural war. This is actually a proven public health um, technique. If we all wear the mask, we can be able to reduce number cases that we have and be able to get back to our lives more quickly. But like Trump refuses to wear a mask in public. Um, and for him, he, he has decided that it is, if he is seen on the side of I'm trying to get us back to normal, but then let the Democrats be on the side of, no, we want to keep the lockdown then he's trying to make that be, say, look, I'm fighting for, for you, for your liberty, for your freedom. Um, is that kind of goes along with the whole idea that I can, because like the Republican mentality is, and in general, is that it, it's very selfish, basically. It's like every person for themselves, you, you, like, I deal with my problems, you deal with your problems, the government should not be there to help you. The democratic general philosophy is we're all in this together. And if, if I do well and you do well, we all will do well. It doesn't, it doesn't, if, 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 if so, so it's become very political basically. Um, and also second question, mm-hmm. how early we need to let the entire world, including America know there is something very, very bad happen in China. Very good question. I personally believe that had Trump not fired the um, position that we had stationed, we had one or two positions stationed in China where their whole job was to monitor these things. Um, And then if he hadn't fired that person, those people, and also the team within the, the government whose sole job was to prepare, was to prepare for these problems it would be different. It wouldn't really be incumbent upon the Chinese government to say something. We would have found it out ourselves. From what I understand in Taiwan, when they first heard about it, they have some access to some kind of computer system that was able to see certain data happening and say, oh, something is happening. So they sent the team over very early to see for themselves what is going on. And based off of that data, they then decided we're going to put um, we're going to enact these measures. So we had the tools in place to do the exact same thing, but because of Trump's ineptitude, he decided to do away with those. So I, I don't think the issue is China saying something, because to be honest, most American, I think most Western governments don't fully believe China anyhow. Chinese government anyhow, they believe that they say what they want to say to be able to suit their own um, purposes. Um, and that's basically the way that a lot of Western government's policymaking is done towards China. So we have a segment on the podcast called What Would You Do? Where I give you a scenario yeah. and ask uh-huh. you what you do. And it actually is very apropos because in this scenario, you're the leader of a country that has contained uh-huh. coronavirus within your borders. Pressure is mounting for you to allow international travelers. What would you do? Uh, to be honest, if I'm a leader of a country and uh, my priority is to protect my own country, mm-hmm. uh, economic sacrifice is a short period and it's everyone, if we are family, we can bear the, the, the burden together. But if I continue to allow the international travel into our country, which their country, I referring to America, mm-hmm. to, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I know some airlines, they are talking about if. To be honest, I support my government 100%. If America cannot control the virus brought to a, a decent number like Korea, 
like Singapore, like Thailand. Right. Um, I know a lot of people suffer, uh, suffering, have no money, you know, business in China, but I have to look after, because we all have foreigners living in China, like right. African living. So right. we cannot sacrifice people's life because those people want to. Okay, now I will stop. Citizens, what would you do in this scenario? We want to know. Go to the Quarantine and Chill podcast page on Instagram and take part in our poll in the story or even post a response in your own story. Make sure to add us or to tag us and we will share it. When this is all over, when the zombie apocalypse ends and you're able to travel freely, where do you want to go next? Because you're obviously, you're a very experienced world traveler. Thailand. Thailand. The first country I would travel to Thailand, yes. I wanted to go there for a song cran this path this, this in April, but not couldn't go next year. Next year, yeah. And after Thailand, probably I would like to go to Japan. After Japan, slowly I probably would like to go to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but this year I don't. I don't think I will. I think I will avoid Europe and uh, America because mm. it really depends the, the the vaccine and also yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah. And where can you be found on on online or social media, or do you want to be found? If, if people want, to, if people want, people want to find you on social media or online. Where can they find you, or where do you want to be found? Um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have two Instagram. One is one's private. One oh, is yeah. public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my uh, my private is uh, my uh, no my private my uh, my public. public is called the Hidden Guide. Yes, I love that. And I also use Facebook mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Are you allowed to use Facebook in China? And uh, am I talking with you on Zoom? Okay, so <laughs> okay, look at, look at, he's like, look, you find a way. <laughs> um, yes, we in China we have to say you have they have policy, we have a solution. Yeah, okay. I like that. But as but you have to buy by the the certain rules, and you you and as a as a normal businessman, nobody want to cross the the, the red line. Right. Okay. As right. you have to know what they're doing, what they're talking, and who I dealing with, what they're doing. Right. So yeah. So I'm 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 quite comfortable to use VPN to you know to communicate and yeah. because I need to Google to search certain inform international you know news and information about business. So yeah, mainly for that. Definitely. And so my last question for you is: What is one thing that you know now that you would tell your pre-pandemic self? You are so, I seriously, I was so brave, although I was panicked, but I believe the old life, old world is gone complete. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop fantasy. Oh, can, when can we have the normal life back? We will not have a normal life back. Mm-hmm. The, um, we are growing in the difficulties and I think I become much stronger than I used to be. I mm-hmm. can see my own self growing up and also my personality, the way I see the entire world is quite different and uh, much mature and much calmer and uh, try to be rational and try to control my temper, my emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and uh, very... Um, I'm glad that I'm able to experience a lot of tragedies in my life, a mm-hmm. lot. Tsunami, you know, SARS, the coronavirus, flood, knock the wood. I have no earthquake. But uh, the, the thing is, it's is, 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 is too much. But um, it makes us stronger and stronger. It's so true. It's like when you like a muscle to get to when you work out, you're tearing your muscles and they build up stronger. That's how you get that's how you get that's how you get swole, get that six pack. And I feel like we as a world, we're getting a workout and hopefully it makes us stronger as a as a people and be able to exactly work together. Together we're stronger. Together. Together oh. we are stronger. That is my proposal to propose the TAT this afternoon. Mm-hmm. We should focus on the vulnerable group and smaller business instead of giant mm-hmm. corporate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, especially I think there is 
it's the like the big companies, they have a lot of ability to be able to weather the storm. But it's the smaller companies surrounding these big companies that help those big companies to be able to thrive and out and, and have a and have a um, a different impact on the people in their excuse me, a more direct impact on the people who they're employing and who they give and their vendors. And we're able to make sure that those small companies stay like ours, stay alive then it helps the big people up up top and everybody else around us. You know why a lot of big corporate went bankruptcy or kind of like say, okay, we 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 will have to close the door because they didn't have a chance to reform their business. For airlines, they, some some itineraries destinations are not profitable for them. Mm-hmm. So it but they couldn't cut the line. They couldn't cut the business. Mm-hmm. But now the coronavirus gives them a perfect opportunity to do the redundancy, do right. something they wanted to do, but they didn't have a chance to do. Now they're able to do it. Right. Yeah. So Definitely. smaller business has to be worked together. Yes. That's that's what I what I'm thinking, you know. Well, I'm so glad you're available that you were able to find us find a way to have this conversation. I think it's been very oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. To everyone listening, and um, so thank you, Leon. To tomorrow, Spencer Jones with Quarantine and Show. Wash your hands. Gracias. Toda oba. ni. Obrigado. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quarantine and Chill, a creation of yours truly, Vincent Jones and Citizen Jones Travel. Much love to the amazing Ben Salk, who produces, edits, and makes all the music for the podcast. If you love this episode, please like and leave positive comments on the podcast platform of your choice. You have no idea how much that helps us. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can learn more about today's guests and get any resources mentioned in the conversation, as well as connect with other citizens in the quarantine and chill community. Until tomorrow, this is Vincent Jones reminding you to wash your hands. Chill. Chill.